Ah, I'm loving the vibes. I'm loving getting things going. And guess what? It's September, which means we're back. As how, many times have we, how many times have we said that we're back? No, but like as <laughs> as a like a goal to be on once a week. Summer's over, according to everybody except the calendar, uh, which I find super super funny that like September first rolled around and everybody's just like, "Yep, summer's over. We're done." Pumpkin spice everything. Yo, yeah, totally. Like between is... Instagram, Snapchat, and just the internet. Oh God, here's a picture of my cup with my name on it. Guess what's inside? Oh my God. <laughs> it's still warm outside, so I got ice in it. I have an iced pumpkin spice latte. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just really into pumpkin spice. I love pumpkin spice everything. Yo, so we have a huge show tonight, or today, depending on when you're listening to it. We could begin with um, some superheroes, some video games, some topical news. What do you want? Yeah, player's choice. Yeah, people, tell us. Tell us what you want. All right. So, so oh, it's the people's choice, I guess. Yeah, Let's start from the beginning. Let's get the superhero stuff over with. All right. So, first and foremost, I finally saw Spider-Man, and I'm so glad I waited. Why are you glad you waited? I waited till the Cineplex had a $6 movie night. Oh, yeah. Well, you, okay, you didn't <laughs> wait for that. You, it was you're just right, convenient. It was super convenient. Um, we we took... It was, it was like a movie that was always on... Like, I wanted to see it. The girlfriend didn't really want to see it. Because she was like, oh, no, after um, Endgame, her commitment to the Marvel movies have ended. She was just so sad. And I kind of feel like the way the movie played out their commitment to, to to Marvel has somewhat ended following even like this was before the the Marvel Sony breakup potential news that happened um where Disney is no longer going to bankroll 50% of the Spider-Man movies which we'll go into in a second but i just found the whole film slightly underwhelming really yeah it was like is it because you were sad the whole time well, it was just like a two-hour funeral, man. Or a well, two-hour eulogy. Not really. Oh, my God. Everywhere I look, I see Tony's face. Yeah, well, okay, come on. Like, the, the story takes place, like, a month after Endgame. That's true. And, Very true. And Peter Parker's what? He's, like, 15? 16, So yeah. 16. So he's in high school. His only father figure or mentor has bit the dust. And that his other father figure mentor is banging his aunt. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he's got, he's got nothing. He's he's going through puberty, so he's got a lot of different emotions. He's feeling things. He's really into Zendaya, and uh, of course he's going to be upset because like Tony Stark pretty much gave him everything that he needed to be Spider Man. Yeah, and the and whole he, and I think he, here's... Like, encouraged him to be like the best he could be, right? Like C- cards on the table, I think what did it for me is I've tried to go spoiler free until I saw the movie. And then this whole Sony Disney thing kind of popped up and happened. So my expectations for the film was like, Oh my God, people are saying that like, um, far from home set up how Tom Holland could take over like Iron Man's moniker could set up for the future of like how they're going to do Spider-Man. And now that's all gone. And sure enough, watching the movie, going right into the like the mid scenes credit or the mid credit scenes. Oh my God, Peter Parker, Spider Man, and he killed Mysterio. 
and they reference the Avengers like more than you could possibly imagine. They like you. What's going to happen when they try and shoot this third film? Are they just going to have a Spider-Man versus Venom and not include anything? Change all his suits again? I'm just. I don't know what I'm going or like what direction they can possibly go now. You mean Sony, right? Yeah, Sony. Yeah, like, Sony can't do shit with Spider-Man. They're gonna have to reboot him, reboot the series again. Right? Like the or only thing they can have, do is a standalone with Venom and no references whatsoever. Yeah, that's 100% what it would have to be. Like they would have to uh, bring back the Amazing Spider-Man guy. What's who played the Andrew Amazing Garfield? Yeah, they'd have to bring back Andrew Garfield because I feel like that's the universe that Venom took place in. That's the that's the other thing too. Like I've been talking about this a few with a few different people. The Spider-Man timeline that we're watching right now is very intertwined with the MCU. It doesn't have like the the authentic Kirsten Dunst, Mary J. Watson. Um, they didn't go with the Gwen Stacy, which was the Emma Stone one. This one is just a different Mary Jane, a different Peter Parker. There was no like origin story, which was amazing. But Disney was so smart, and they have all the leverage in this negotiation. Tom Holland's first appearance, Civil War. Second appearance, Far From Home. Or not Far From Home, Homecoming. Third appearance and fourth appearance were also Disney titles. With Infinity War and Endgame. Those three movies made more than those two Spider-Man movies. I think Civil War made more than Homecoming. And Civil War was the first like superhero team-up movie that they really did. Yeah, because Homecoming came out came out after Civil War, right? So exactly. I don't. I think because there's a lot of people that were fans of or like saw the Civil War movie because they knew Iron Man's in it. They liked those other characters, like they like Captain America and stuff like that. But there are people that don't like Spider-Man, right? So. It's it's not a guarantee that everyone's going to see a Spider-Man movie. Just like how uh, Venom, like Venom is a cool character, but it didn't do very well on at the box office because not everyone likes likes Venom. That's true. Or like not everyone likes the Sony made Spider-Man movies and Venom's part of it, right? Like so and Marvel was or Mar- Disney, Marvel and Kevin Feige were super super smart about it. Because if you've read the Civil War comics, they introduced the Iron Spider in Civil War. Boom. That's one that Sony can't touch. Like, it's just the the, the characters and... <coughs> sorry, not the characters, but the suits. Even that Sony was smart about... Or um, Disney Marvel was smart about using. Took away everything from these Spider-Mans that could possibly happen at Sony. Like, what do you mean? Like, with all, like, the, like the Tony Stark made ones? Like, with all the special... Yeah, features. yeah. Like the the scene at the end of Homecoming where he's going to be introduced to the world as Spider Man or Peter Parker joining the Avengers, right? Is right out of the comics. Yeah. So that like when Disney was doing these things, they 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 knew how marketable. This is the Tobey Maguire will always and forever be sp- the first Spider Man. Well, like, he, for a he lot of is, people, he's the only Spider Man technically. He's the the real the the OG. But is he Peter Parker or Peter B Parker? Because the multiverse tried to explain all that too, right? 
Oh, yeah. Like, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Sony was like, yeah, we can reboot anything. We can just make it a cartoon. Great idea. But they didn't touch on any of the Disney stuff while they were there. Well, so, they, they didn't have to, though, right? Like, yeah. if they, they're trying to create a, a story, right, where all of these Spider-Mans can coexist at the same time. So they could very well say, like, oh, the... Uh, the Peter Parker that takes place in the Avengers and an end game kind of created that as, or continued that whole thing with uh, different timelines. Right. So Sony could very well just play off like, okay, well into the spider verse, we explained to you guys that there are different Spider-Mans in different alternate universes. And if you watch Endgame they kind of expand on that with like time travel, but creating different timelines. So this all makes sense. You know, the Peter Parker from the Marvel universe, that's just one universe. And now we're going back to our terrible made movie universes. Yeah. But it, because it also, we don't like money. I don't know. There was also part of it that seemed to me like they just like after Captain Marvel, the quality of this movie was just I'm trying to think of a word to describe you saw I, Captain Marvel yeah yeah see I still haven't seen it and I, I honestly don't really have a desire to see it so did you watch the end scene credits or the the end credit scene the second one from Spider-Man yeah with like those creature things yeah they're called I, scrolls which is like what Captain Marvel kind of showed off the fact that they could like take human form and they were yeah, inhabiting like I, on earth i i kind of gathered that was probably from captain marvel because like everything else like all the other ones you can kind of like the the first time i saw thanos i didn't know who the character was but that's also because i didn't know the avenger stuff like i didn't really follow that i believe that's called uh jacked grimace jacked grimace yeah uh <laughs> but like every other end scene credit is connected and there are characters from previous ones that you have seen right or you they introduce someone for the next movie so like this was the one time that it's something that okay I don't recognize them but there's also uh, one movie that I haven't seen mm, yeah so my deduction skills deduced that it was from that one yeah so there was like um, I watched a really good like breakdown from the new rock stars. And Eric Voss, check his uh, YouTube out. We're not affiliated, but I want to give the guy a shout out. He's amazing. Um, there was a scene in Captain Marvel where he told people not to call him Nicholas or not to call him. Yeah, not to call him Nick. Oh, less. No, I can't remember. Well, which is but, it? Because people call him Nick all the time. Yeah, Nick so Fury. it might have been Nicholas. And I, was, I would say it's Nicholas. Um, when that happened there was this theory that he could have become a scroll, like over time, a scroll either took him over, which is why when he died, he didn't really die. They just took like when he died in winter soldier. Wait, who died? Nick Fury did. He died. Remember he got exploded and then they like pretended he died, but then he didn't die at all. It was like, yeah, you needed a reason to fight. Oh, Okay. I yeah. remember that. So there's this whole theory now that he's been a scroll this whole time. And it's just cheapening what the first 20 movies did. I mean, nothing could ever reverse Thor 2, but 
it's just cheapening some of the effect, you know? Every so often I see Thor 2 at the movie rental store, and I'm like, I should I should just watch it so that I could... But then I remember that time that I tried to watch it and I had to stop it. Do you, do you have two hours to, like, learn a new activity or cook a meal or go for a walk? I just want to spend two hours one day just absolutely hating my life and everything in it and and wondering what happened to put me into that point in time. I wonder if we were to pull fan fandoms of both like Star Wars and Marvel, what would be least received, Thor 2 or Solo? Ooh, that's a good question. Because we could, I, we, could, I, we could do a poll. I think we we should and we should ask the listeners to uh send us like a a tweet message on instagram facebook or whatever let us know would you rather watch thor 2 the dark world or solo and a it's Snor on Wars loop for an entire like 12 hour flight oh or it's like the apocalypse and you have you're playing desert island but that's the only movie you have that's the only movie you have oh I and mean, you can't turn the volume down. Oh, Thor oh. 2 was just so bad. But Solo was also bad. Solo actually made me angry while I was watching it. Thor 2 literally gave us two things. The Aether, and it explained what Groot was before we knew what Groot was. That's it. And it's such a brief explanation because it's just like talking about this ever everlasting tree. That... It's like the giving tree. But, yeah. Leave a comment, or we'll throw out a poll on, uh, I think, Instagram, because our Twitter isn't up to date. It's currently blocked off, or blanked off. And uh, we'll let you guys decide. But, uh, long story short, I would have gave the movie like a 7 out of 10. I still love Marvel movies. Mysterio was pretty cool. It was I- it, w- it was a neat concept. I just, I would have liked to see more to the Elementals. That they just wasted such a good villain by making yeah, I was optical kind of, illusions. I was, well, is, Mysterio does optical illusions. Yes, but the elementals were real bad guys in in the comics. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing about the Marvel movies is even though, you know, it's superhero and that's kind of like fantasy, like a lot of stuff that they do is kind of it's grounded. Right? Like it has an, a, an element of realism, like so how can we make these crazy big creature things? And it's like, okay, if Mysterio's behind it all, then he's the master of illusion. So it just makes sense that he would be creating these illusions to... I don't know. I think they did a good job of having a general story arc, like the reason why he is um, trying to... Because they all hate the trust. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. And it was cool. Like I kind of wanted to. Like I don't. Did they? Were those scenes when they were talking about how Tony Stark kind of like crushed everyone? Were those actually in those movies? Yeah. So like the like Jake Gyllenhaal obviously wasn't in Civil War, but the one where he's like showing off Edith for the first time, like the the like when he's in that room with his father. That that was at the beginning of Civil War. Yeah, because that kind of sets up why like Pepper's not there and stuff. 
But my my biggest question, which is a plot hole in the film, or at least I think so, is he was using these drones already to make the illusions, right? Yes. How did he have identical drones to the one that were in Edith? In the Stark um, satellite. Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. Like that—that that was the one thing that I like—I just couldn't wrap my head around, because unless it was seamlessly integrated, he was doing all these projections right this whole time. So yeah, that's something to chew on. Ah, uh, well, all this movie sucks now. Sorry, Ma- major. Plot hole. What I liked is that how the movie kind of felt like two movies, though. Like there was, there's two climaxes to the movie. Like the first half, you know, when he is, he has to team up with Mysterio and defeat that thing, and then like at the end, I'm like, oh man, like this feels like the end of the movie. And I looked at the time, I'm like, it's only been an hour. Like what the hell? Like where are they going with this? And then it felt like the whole second act felt like a a whole movie in itself, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. When they were gearing, or when he was gearing up to like do the final fight, I, I leaned over to Chris and I asked her what time it was because I really had to go to the bathroom. And she said it was like, oh, it's like 11.40. And I was like, oh, the movie's going to end at like 12.05. <laughs> and he hadn't even started the fight yet. I was like, fuck. This, like, they could have made the battle so much better. Like, I didn't want to leave, but I also knew like if I would have blinked, I would have missed it. How, and like that's the first how, time Spider-Man's ever run out of webs in this new series. But hold on, how could they have made the battle better? They could have, they could have made it longer. They could have. Well, see, that's the problem. Do you remember Wonder Woman? That final battle was so drawn out. But that was also just terrible. I know, but that, that's the thing. Is like it, there's a fine line be- between having a something that looks good and not too long well there was like the nod to captain america like he threw on the shield and he grabbed like the 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 explosive and he threw it into the middle Mm -hmm. but he didn't have any web and you think when you made a new suit you'd have a bunch of webs (laughs) right like i don't know i just i felt like it was so if they made it longer right that that costs more money and then if they didn't have it in the budget then that's where they had to make cuts elsewhere so that's when you start getting a uh wonder woman final about- battle where it just looks like like it it just looks poorly done so i don't know i i enjoyed the final battle and i think they did a really good job with him kind of uh like all of those uh it, it was kind of like nauseating almost to when he was going through all of those kind of illusions, like oh, I love. We didn't watch it in three D. Like oh, I didn't just- see it in three D either. But I just felt like it, it was it was moving very quickly, right? And lots of like flipping and turn around stuff like that. I think that was like look, was very well done. Yeah, I want, you know what I want? Really I want cool, a, yeah. I want a zombie Iron Man. That 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 one was like that, that would one, be sweet. It was it was different. I like. <sighs> I'm so pissed off because if they don't come to an agreement to allow, like, I think what's going to happen is Tom Holland's going to do a standalone Spider-Man that's going to make no sense, and then he's going to join the MCU as Peter Parker, not Spider-Man, because Peter Parker isn't the trademark. They could give him any initial in the middle and change his name, and be like, okay, so you may not be Spider-Man, but you can be Iron Spider. He could be 
Man Spider. No, Iron Spider is Disney's. Spider Man. He's still going to be known as Spider Man, but yeah. if he's listed as Iron Spider, that's different. That's true. Loopholes. Well, there's there has been talks and rumors of him becoming the new, like that's what he would progress to. Iron Spider kind of take over Iron Man's possession job because he he has complete access to all of Tony Stark's network, right? Yeah. So and he's the only smart. He's the smartest person available. He's like, the smartest him, kid in the world. Well, him and Shuri, right? And who? Uh, the sister of the Black Panther, Shuri. Oh, is that Rihanna? It's not actually Rihanna, but good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> um, damn. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm upset. Sorry that I like. Spider-Man. That's all right. Yeah, like he's well, been see, my favorite d- character since I was a kid. Him and Here's Iron Man. Here's the thing: Sony's gonna fuck up the next Spider-Man that they do, and then you'll be like, you know what? I really enjoyed Spider-Man Three with Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Said no one ever. Let's put that one up on the list too. Thor Two, <laughs> Spider-Man Three. I would definitely watch Spider-Man Three over Thor Two, or. Uh, solo a Star Wars story. That James Franco death at the end. I would totally like. You know what? Play play Peter Parker turning evil on repeat a hundred times. As long as we cut out that dance scene. We're no, getting. I want the dance scene in full <laughs> on on three D in three D like in VR. I want to be on the stairs right beside him. I accept, and by accepting. I am now going to talk about another little nugget that dropped in the news yesterday. Oh, we had one? we have we lots had, of nuggets. We had uh, a Nintendo Direct come out of nowhere, or so it seemed. Well, it was announced what like two days before. No, like less than twenty four hours. No, it was it was more than twenty four hours. No, we got the announcement Tuesday, and it happened on Wednesday. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure the announcement happened on Monday. Oh, maybe I just remember it trending. I was like, oh, what the hell? We should check yeah. this out. It takes and, a while for things to trend. Man, oh man, did that come out with an absolute bang to start the show. It had like a shit ton of like sweet things. Like, didn't see Overwatch dropping on Switch. No. And, I'm, I'm interested and, to see what the price point's going to be. I don't know. I, I could see it being, I, you know, at this point, I could see it being, or it would have to be like a no more than 50 bucks. See, I'm, I'm Ma- calling it a like, $39.99 or free. It's got to be one of the two. Is it free to play on any other system? It has been in the past. Oh, let's see. No, like, I, I can't see that happening. I would say, uh, yeah, like it, it has to be like in the 50 or $60 price point. A lot of like the cheap, the cheap, cheap games are like sixty four ninety nine Canadian. Or fifty nine nine American. Yeah. Uh, 59, no, it'd be what? 39? Or 49, 49? I don't know what it, I don't know what the conversion is, but still, I can't see them charging seventy nine dollars Canadian for it. Uh, that would just be too much. But hey, there are the diehard fans that want to play it. It's, um, it's still a very popular game. Yeah, and people were bitching that it's only like going to be thirty frames per second on Switch. That's a complete. That's still totally playable. Overwatch right now, brand new on PS4 or Xbox One, is forty nine ninety nine. Oh, okay. 
And that's the legendary edition. So, there you go. $49.99 US or Canadian. And that's with all the DLC. But it's also a game with free DLC, so that yeah. really means nothing. Now, the cool thing is that uh, Blizzard has announced that uh, for voice chat will work through uh, the console directly. Oh, sorry. Just to point out, Nintendo is releasing the Legendary Edition. It's not the stock game. Okay. So, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be loaded right away. Yeah, so uh, Blizzard announced that uh, voice chat will be handled directly through um, the console. All you have to do is plug in some headphones in. It's totally doable. Nintendo added a headphone jack there with a microphone input option. Like it's got the third prong for yeah. headphones with microphones. So it's totally possible. But no, nobody wants to do that except for other companies. Nintendo's online is going to be flawed until it's not flawed. Yeah. So this is the tweet. Oh, no, the page doesn't exist anymore. Okay, the tweet has been deleted. Amazing. Um, just while you're while you're searching for that, they are they have mentioned um, in a separate press release that they will be adding motion controls to the game to kind of oh, have yeah, that, that was, Splatoon motion controlled. That action. was in the video. Oh, I thought it wasn't. Sorry. Yeah, they kind of showed like new ways to play, and then it showed like handheld with it like kind of moving around and stuff like that. It's uh, I don't. I'm I'm coming to hate shooters with motion control. Like it's I tough. find Fortnite incredibly hard on the Switch unless I'm using the Pro Controller. Like I can't play it in um, Switch mode or in full mode. You mean in handheld mode? <laughs> That's what I mean, handheld <laughs> mode. Like I can play with the Pro Controller, but I can't play it otherwise. Weird. Yeah, it's it's very very difficult for me. So next, I, I just don't like ahead. I just don't like motion controls for competitive like fast-paced games yeah like if your reaction's a little bit slower and it's not like it's, it's See, like very with, difficult. with what they did with uh breath of the wild right like when you're using the you can use the motion controls to aim that the bow and arrow um it's not like always a f super fast-paced thing right so you can kind of take your time to get that adjustment but in like uh, competitive games like like overwatch using motion controls uh that that could be tough but hey you know what like People will definitely learn how to do it and get really good at it. Yeah, but like, can you get into lobbies that are just motion control or no? I'm playing with tilt controls. Well, Mario Kart tries to stifle that, right? Like, if you get if you play online, you can't play with like um, auto accelerate and turn assist. But there are people that play with that stuff. You literally just have to hold gas. You don't even have to do that. You just have to shoot. It does everything for you. Yeah. So, next up on sorry, I, go ahead. I, I think it's a big deal though that they're um, they're adding Overwatch to the console. This was the, I would say, was second, that the first? Was that, that the first thing that they announced? Yeah, I, I've yeah. got the I've got it in order. So we'll go through the list rather quickly. Um, the thing that I th between Overwatch and another game they announced coming to the Switch, Overwatch is definitely one that's. I think going to bring up a a more diverse player base because it's such a popular game still. I mean, it's not up the uh, like it's like tier two. If you ha if you're looking at like your competitive multiplayer games, you still have your CS:GO, your Rainbow Six, your Call of Duty. 
This is like tier two. Like I think it's closer to like the 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 Apex Legends. I don't think it's nearly as popular as Fortnite, but I think this is going to do really well on the Switch. I think it was a very smart move. And to continue the relationship with Blizzard and Nintendo, I think is really big too because they already had Diablo there, and you might see a, a WoW game come to Switch. You don't know. Next up on the list is the game that has made David cancel a pre-order for Star Wars. I couldn't believe it. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say the game made me cancel it. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying because that's, you didn't give me any details. So I just yeah. said, okay, I just said, I think I'm going to cancel my pre-order for uh, Jedi Fallen Order for... Luigi, I had to think about what game it was. Luigi's, <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3. And there, this is like, okay, I have been on the fence for the last, like since E3, really, um, about keeping my pre-order for um, Jedi Fallen Order. In, in On one hand, because it's a single-player-only game, it's going to be discounted fairly quickly. It happens to like every game. So you can buy. When did um, Red Dead Redemption Two come out? November or October? Can, no, October. no, November, November. You can already get it for like thirty, thirty, forty dollars Canadian. And it's such a good game, right? But that's like a that is a huge game, and it has a multiplayer component. Games like um, God of War, right, or Spider Man. Those games, they are single player only. And they went on sale fairly quickly afterwards, and they are they're great games. Um, the E three presentation of Jedi Fallen Order it just did not look polished. Like it it looked you, like you it, can also I know it's like blasphemy for you to like rip on Star Wars shit, but you could just say it didn't look good because it looked bad. Like I I think well it looked like it was I guess it was alpha footage, but it just looked really bad <laughs> like visually and you expect more from respawn entertainment like the um what was it uh, apex legends looks great and titanfall 2 looked amazing right so i i was kind of like oh is this what the game's gonna look like because i i guess maybe they're trying to not pull uh, an ubisoft watchdogs fiasco uh but yeah that was kind of weird uh, so it's like I know that the game's gonna go on sale fairly quickly. Um, there was some news that came out not too long ago that apparently Disney's not allowing limb dismemberment, and it's like hold up, almost every single Star Wars movie has someone losing a limb. So like more than one too. Yeah. So it's like okay, is this being censored by Disney now because they don't like they don't want kids chopping off stormtroopers limbs well eh. and yeah mostly it comes down to, to, to cost and i will i will obviously be picking it up at some point but it's like okay even though i have it pre-ordered for like 50 bucks i could probably easily get it for like 20 or 30 bucks like six six months to a year after it released and nintendo games also don't drop in price ever like first party nintendo games it's like very rarely except for like christmas and and stuff like that uh and then so on the uh, nintendo direct though they showed some more like multiplayer stuff and you can have eight people playing on one switch console 
Which is crazy. Which is nuts. I was like, this is like one of the, the depending on like how many modes they have and how accessible it is, this could be like one of the ultimate party games. Like I was at, uh, I was at a buddy's place uh, the other week, and there's probably like uh, there's like eight or eight or nine of us there, and we were playing Mario Kart and Super Smash Bros. But we had to have two TVs going, we had to have two Switch systems going, and like even Mario Mario Kart, you can't play more than two people online on a console. So we had to literally just have our own four player games separately. So if we could play a game like Luigi's Mansion 3, eight people on one screen at one time, that's amazing. And it looked super fun. Yeah. Have you So I don't know, yeah, I, I I'm thinking I'm gonna pre order that instead, just like because I can get it at the discounted price. So you know at at most Nintendo games go on sale for if they do, like first party games go on sale for like fifty bucks, right? Yeah, so and you've got to be like super quick on them. Like right now, Mario versus Rabbids is like twenty four ninety nine or something. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like that game came out how many years ago? That was a launch title for the Switch so like three years ago, and and now it's just reaching the uh, just below half price, mm-hmm. right? Like that's crazy. So yeah, that's. It's it's not just it's not a simple answer. It's not like a, oh David now hates Star Wars because that's not it. He's just not overly happy with Star Wars over the last little bit. Yeah, I, and and you know I like I want to play, I want to play a a Jedi Knight game. Oh wait a second, I can. That was actually my most exciting moment of the uh, Nintendo Switch or Nintendo Direct. Do you want to jump to that now? Yeah, we might as well because I segued it. Jedi Knight Two. Is coming out for the Switch. Actually, it's coming out for uh, I'm pretty sure Xbox and PS4. I know for sure it's coming out on PS4. Did you ever play the uh, Jedi Knight games? No, I did not. Oh, they were some of the the best Star Wars games made. Like I would say, Jedi Knight Two is the best Star Wars game made. Knights of the Old Republic is a very close second, but the Jedi Knight series are like top tier. Like they're like S plus tier. So let me ask you a question, because I, I had this noted for the Star Wars Jedi Knight. Is Nintendo going to make its money this year off um, core games, um, new IPs, and nostalgic remakes? Is that just their, their thing now? Yes, that's always been their thing. But, but like, our, our nostalgia... Like, <sighs> The 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 way I'm looking at it right now, like if you watch this Nintendo Direct closely, I mean, we saw Damon X Machina, uh, which we've been seeing for years, and it's finally coming out. It's Machina. Machina, whatever. Um, <laughs> like no, the, that was announced that, like that was announced like a year ago. Yeah, I thought it was two, but um, so Star Wars Jedi Knight is just re-releasing a game. The Witcher is re-releasing a game. Like we're seeing a bunch of re-releases. Um, the Super Nintendo stuff we'll get into in a little bit. But I, I see, they're not releasing those... a lot of new stuff anymore. It's just like their main IPs are going to do their thing. They're... I don't know. I don't think that they're they're just releasing, like doing re-releases. Like it's in part, it's the publishers that are are wanting to put that game on the console, right? And... Nintendo's allowing it. But I think what the big appeal is and uh, – uh, one example is uh, that that was announced on the uh, the direct the other day was Divinity Original Sin Two, 
So that's coming out on the Switch. It's been available on Xbox, PS4, and PC for a very long time, but it's coming out on the Switch. And one cool thing is that it has cross, like it has cross saves between the Steam version. So this is a prime example of, you know what people and I was like reading up on it, like people's comments on uh, on Reddit. People want are willing to and going to buy this game, even though they already have it, because they can take their save with them and play it portable. Yeah. Right. Now, if if uh, CD Projekt Red were to make some sort of cross save between The Witcher on the Switch and uh, and PC, like that would just make it uh, even more of a no brainer, right? Um, same things with like uh, what's. Uh, there's the one that I, I just bought. It just came out on Switch, uh, Pillars of Eternity. And you know what? Like th- That doesn't have cross-save between any system. And I'm kind of disappointed with that because I was super hyped to play that portable. And I think it's a, a great game for a portable console like that. But it's it's broken. It's so bugged. Like There's so many graphical problems and just crap that they're, they're working on fixing. But... Um, if that had cross saves, it's like okay, you know, I don't have to worry about holding off on playing this game. I can play it on PC, and when they fix it, I can take it along with me. But I don't know. I like the idea that developers are. I like that they're putting their games on the Switch, even though they might have been released already for two years on PlayStation Four. It it's great for the gaming community it's great for nintendo because do we remember the dark years uh the dark ages yeah. with the wii u right we're pretty much the only third-party developer that f- actually supported the wii u was ubisoft and what did we get like a bunch of just dance hey games ubisoft did well on this uh the wii u though but that's because they supported it right yeah zombie u was amazing it was and but the, the thing is, is that there wasn't the third part, like other ser- third party uh, support. And so the sales didn't really ma- make the numbers that companies were hoping. So then they're like, oh, well, you know, you the, the Nintendo's only sold, you know, 300,000 Switches this month worldwide. Why would we invest the time and money to port or bring one of our games to that console when... Sony and Microsoft have collectively sold like 50 million consoles last month, right? Now that the Switch is actually essentially printing money for Nintendo, again, they did it. These developers are like, oh, yes, you know what? Like, even though this these games have been out for an extended amount of time on these other consoles, this is another market for us. Like, we can we can get in on that. And there's a lot of people that don't have other, like they don't have an Xbox. They don't have a PS4. Right. So I, I think it's, I, I, get I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing that re-releases ports and, and like Nintendo's kind of feeding off of the nostalgia because look at the, the Switch library that they just released, or the Switch library, the SNES library that they just released for Nintendo Switch online owners, right? Those games came out, like, the oldest game on there is 1991. Yeah. And people are excited for that, right? Because, like, those are the games that we, like, at least you and I, and a lot of people grew up playing. So, yeah, there is the nostalgia factor, but that doesn't mean that Nintendo is 
is being like cheap or or unoriginal. They're not pulling a Disney and just regurgitating the same thing. They're giving people what they want, but then at the same time they're they're expanding on stuff like with Luigi's Mansion 3, right? Like that that was a dead series after the like I would say after the GameCube. Like they came out with a Dark Moon or whatever on the 3DS. I don't know how well that's sold, but I I didn't know anyone that played it, right? But there's hype behind Luigi's Mansion on this one. If they were to make a Rogue Squadron game for Switch, would you buy it? Oh, probably. Why? Because it was fun to play. Exactly, right? So, that's that's my point. So, the comparison I was going to make before you jumped into the Super Nintendo, because I want to go through the rest of this list before we get to Super Nintendo, is, do you remember the movie Euro Trip? Yes. Where they end up in Bratislava? Yes. And the the guy at the side of the road is like, yeah, Miami Vice, number one show. And that was what was current to them. Sometimes I feel like the Switch is Bratislava. And it's just two years behind every other, like the, the main consoles <laughs> to bring in games. Because they have to dumb games down at 30 FPS. And I, I'm not saying like, that's that's not what the Switch is for anyways. I understand that. It's... The Switch know, is like, designed to be first party, but I also think the Switch is about to tap the market we're all hoping they tap. Because the Switch is going to be around for a while unless they release something new. I think I think they're going to milk this one I, I, as long as they can. I think we're about to to get into the 64 era. Yeah. I so here's the thing though. When did the Switch come out in comparison to the PS4 and Xbox 2015 like three years ago yeah and the PS4 and Xbox had been out already for a few years right so yeah Nintendo is always going to be playing catch-up on the games that they didn't have two years prior to the switch releasing right like the switch is technically more powerful than a PS3 right and and that system like okay like when you play some of the games on there it, it does look and seem kind of dated but it was still a very capable and powerful system at the time and the things that we've seen already on a nintendo switch is pretty impressive and i think it's just like a, a testament to what it's capable of yes it can play the witcher 3 and does it look as good as it does on ps4 or pc or xbox one no but it's that experience that if people don't have those systems if people don't have a pc that can play it they're still getting the opportunity to play it. It's true. You're 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 definitely what, not wrong. What I'm just... pisses me off though is when Nintendo releases, and I get it. Like they have to kind of entice people to either repurchase the same game that they bought on another system, or just to be, like kind of almost justify, like, oh look, we have this game. It's been out for two years, but you get all this extra stuff. I hate that. Um, when they make things exclusive almost like to an extent right like so witcher for example it comes it's like the complete edition but you're not getting anything on there that you wouldn't otherwise get on any other console if you bought that yeah. skyrim is an is an example as a it's a fine example where it's like you get the core game and all the dlc and stuff like that but oh you get a nintendo console so you get some special cosmetic stuff like the links 
shield and sword and all that stuff. Uh, things like uh, Rocket League, if you're playing it on the Switch, you can have like the Mario Luigi uh, skin it's, for your car, right? It's literally just hats. But a, a game that really, actually, I'm really upset about it. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. The Switch version is the definitive. What is it? Dragon Quest Eleven Definitive Edition S or Heroes of the Ultimate Age S Definitive Edition. Blah 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 blah. They have uh, the what is it? Orchestra fully orchestrated soundtrack, which was only available in like the Japanese version on PS4 and PC, I believe. Um, they have a full... You can play the full game as, like, the the classic 2D RPG sprites and stuff like that. Yep. And, like, a bunch of other stuff. So, like, okay, like, I have the PS4 version. It looks gorgeous. I've already started playing it. I don't want to buy the game again just to be able to get these added features that I think would be super cool. Like, I, I would love playing that game for a few hours in a, in a session as a old school 2d like SNES style graphics. Right. Yeah. I really, really find the kind of the, the, on the PS4 version, the, like the MIDI style music really annoying. I would love to have a fully orchestrated soundtrack. It just makes it more pleasant when you're playing. So that kind of annoys me when yeah, like they, th- release, they release a game that's come out years prior and I get it, Nintendo probably like just shoved a ton of money into this to get these exclusive items or like these exclusive features but that's kind of like a whole like kick in the face for the people that bought this game before that's like you know what I wouldn't like even if I had to pay like Fifteen twenty dollars to add those features, right? To like upgrade, get a digital upgrade to the definitive edition. I would do that. I know a lot of people would do that. It's literally like free money for for Sony and or for Square Enix and Nintendo could even get a cut if they if they put the money into adding those features. But it's like it's it's when things like that happen that kind of annoy me because it's like yeah, I'm I'm not gonna buy this game again just to get those added features, right? Because not only would I be getting ha- having to spend the money again, you're, you're also getting a graphical downgrade, right? It's like I'm playing this game that looks beautiful and looks amazing, and I'm going to have to rebuy this whole game that does actually look not like substantially, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's enough to notice, like noticeably worse, just to get these few extra features. No, thank you. It's just kind of like, eh. Yeah, and Nintendo's at least up front with it because a lot of the time when they like show off the title, like Trials of Mana, they literally put remake <laughs> beside it. Um, but Trials of Mana is not an exclusive to Nintendo. It's a what was it? It was a timed exclusive for Nintendo, I believe. But but this one that they're re-releasing in April twenty twenty or April twenty twenty is a modern remake of the SNES version. Yes, but that is also that is coming out on the PS four. Yeah. But yeah. we, we won't talk about that one too, too much. One other one I want to get to, because I want to get down the list before you jump all over the list. Okay, I know. I do that. Um, Super Kirby Clash, the free-to-play Kirby game. No, it's a free-to-start. Yeah, there's free-to-play mechanics where you can step away from the game, refill your stamina, and replay. Apparently, though, 
the most money that you can put into the game is forty dollars, which is purchasing the game. Yeah, but you know what? Like it's, I I would have to look into this more. I I just kind of like read online that there's a limit to how much you can actually spend in the game, but that's good on Nintendo. Does that unlock everything that you can do in the game? Hopefully, like there's still going to be the stamina stuff. But did you have you downloaded and played it yet? No, I have not. Unfortunately, I, I downloaded it last night. Played it, play, bladed it a little bit today. It's fun. It's like a Kirby brawl game. It's a total like they've they've done it like multiple times on the 3ds. It's fun. Yeah, I like. I think the thing that it's starting to lean to, which is um, what you're noticing more with Super like Smash Brothers as well, is Nintendo starting to get into purchasing content packs, which I didn't think was going to be a, a real big thing. Like I remember first seeing it on the Wii U, when you could buy the additional, um, you could buy the extra two sets of, or I think it was four cups that you could buy and four characters, which was like. Link, the villagers, um, try and help me. For what game? Super Mario Kart 8. Mario Kart 8? Yeah. There was was a DLC. Link, villagers, uh, there was like different colored Yoshis. I think Shy Guy was one. Oh, and I think it was, or I think the different colored Yoshis always existed. But it was Shy Guys and it was something, oh, maybe it was all the Bowsers or something? Or no, the the Lemmings or. Whatever. No, they're they're the Koopa Troopers, but like the baby Bowser stuff. Yeah, yeah, you could like pick which one you're playing, like Iggy. That's the only one I know. <laughs> Iggy, Larry, Roy, all those guys. Um The the that was fun. Like I remember spending the like I think it was like eleven ninety nine. It was relatively cheap. And it released yeah. in two different um like stages right and then you also got the mercedes cars as kind of a bonus dlc as well yeah those were like free but you had to like purchase the pack to oh no i think you're right you're right you're right yeah the Uh, mercedes ones were free dlc yeah so that was the first time nintendo kind of jumped into this and now we've got this kirby game and with smash brothers they just showed off banjo kazooie being playable as of i believe yesterday um, you could use Banjo Kazooie as part of the the Heroes Pack, and then they were like, you know what? But wait, there's more. You've already spent twenty four ninety nine to get five characters, and either somebody uh, enough people complained to Nintendo being like, five dollars per character is bullshit, considering you're making us wait this whole time. But you also got a like a a battle area as well. Now Nintendo's just opened it up to there will be more challengers coming, but they're not saying like. Will it cost you more money? Like, will it be like a second year battle pass where you buy another $25 package for five more characters? I, I would say... I hope that's not the case. Because, like, Smash Bros. Like, Nintendo games don't, like, as you've said before, like, their first party core games do not drop in price. Do you think Smash Brothers is ever going to drop beyond, below seven or $79.99? I think the uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl on Wii U is still 80 bucks if you were to buy it new that's a very rare game though there isn't a lot of them out there is it i was in a, a micro play and i saw one for 120 yeah well that was just overpriced yeah but it, that's because it's a it's a rarity right like it's 
there, there's a supply and demand. People want it for their Wii U's if they have a Wii U, but there's also not a lot of Wii U's out there that still run. So, or that people are still proud of using. Mm-hmm. Next game on the list was um, Return of the uh, the Oberdeen. Yeah, that game looks weird. It looked so cool, though. It, like, it, it, it was actually bothering my eyes. It kind of reminded me of, do you remember, like, old space games where it was all, like, polygons? Yep. That's kind of what, like, the stair sets and stuff looked like. So so this is kind of going back to what we were talking about before. You know that this game had, has been out already for quite some time on PC, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, here you go, prime example. You thought this game was super cool, but you could have played it I thought the ago, visual. Right? I thought. Sorry, I was referring to the visual styling. Cool, but I also I remember saying out loud, because um, I was watching it with Krissa. The thing I noticed the most was I was like, if I play this on a TV, I'm gonna throw up. If I play it handheld, I might be able to do a, like I'm focusing on a smaller screen. But if I had to watch that on a larger screen, like I watched it, I watched the Nintendo Direct on TV, and I felt like throwing up. Yeah, I watched it on my uh, on my laptop, and it was it was making me kind of like just feel maybe it's feel gonna weird. do very well on like a six inch screen. I'll, I'll put it. I think because the depth of field can't move as quickly as you're like. I think the bigger the screen you play on, the worse experience you're gonna have on this game. That's my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah. I don't know. It it just it it. I get that it has like a very unique visual style, but I I can see that not being for everyone. You know, like if if it, if it goes down to like a few bucks on sale, sure I'll pick it up because I I hear the story is actually amazing. This could um, be like one of those I found it on the the eShop for ninety five percent off. Yeah, I hear it like the the story is amazing, but there's no replay value. Like it's like a one and done kind of thing. So yeah, after after hearing that, it's like okay, I'm intrigued to give it a try, but I'm not gonna buy it at full price just because just watching the trailer, it it I don't know, it just didn't sit right with me. That, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, next up was Little Town Hero. It's a twenty five dollar game, so good for them. I think that one's been developed and published by game freak you are correct and it's it's, it's like a rock paper scissors type of game yeah it's it's not it's definitely not a uh, like a triple a title like it's probably like one of like their little side projects that they've done and they've pretty much created the number one franchise in the world for nintendo so i think nintendo kind of has gives them a free pass on whatever they want to make yeah, it's but a, for twenty five bucks, you know, I, like it. It looked interesting enough. Yeah, it just seems very like, it's like um. Do you remember an old old RPG for the NES called um, Destiny of an Emperor? Uh, I believe so. Yes. It was kind of the same thing. You picked one, like kind of kind of like a Pokemon yes, attack yes. style game, but yep. it was based on a one two three. Mm-hmm. I I feel like this is just kind of recreating that kind of game, where you go like I don't know fully the details but i remember like destiny of an emperor you'd always you'd have to go find like different knights that would join your cause and fight with you it was a fun game man i should really find that maybe i can find a a rom for it maybe uh maybe nintendo will will release it on the switch i've been looking i'm really waiting for actually well sorry you don't don't segue me (laughs) (laughs) um 
did so one of the big things that I was really in, surprised about is uh, on on the Switch Direct was uh, Deadly Premonition Two. Sorry, we're jumping way down the list. Yeah, we are. Okay. Because I want to talk about this. Did you ever play Deadly Premonition? No, I did not. It came out on uh, PS3 and Xbox 360. It is somewhat of a cult classic. People who play it, they know that it's an awful game, but they love it. The writing is hilarious because it tries to be so serious, but it's hilarious. It's kind of like a, an Alan Wake game before Alan Wake was a game. Ah. Right? Um, and I think it was amazing that they're making <laughs> Deadly Premonition 2, and it looks... It looks just like the original game, but with better graphics. The original dropped yesterday. Yes. So, and and I was like, oh, so I was watching this. I'm like, Deadly Premonition 2. I was like, man, I got to I gotta load up Deadly Premonition and play that one again. I think I got like halfway through the first game. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I, I do have it on PS3, but like I said, it ran like crap. Um, and the controls are wonky and all this stuff. And then, but then right after announcing Deadly Premonition 2, they had Deadly Premonition Origins or whatever, like the original one, for sale that day on the Switch. I'm like, holy schnizer, this is amazing. And like people online were like, oh, I love that game. It's so bad, but it's so good. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a lot of people that have never never heard of Deadly Premonition. Uh, but this is a prime example of Nintendo taking that nostalgia factor from the people that have played it. You're, they're, we're getting the, the sequel that we never wanted, right? Uh, but then giving everyone the opportunity to play the original, to see what made it so bad That's to begin with. legitimately why I downloaded Cell Damage. Because I was like, oh my god, I remember sitting there in the basement with my brother playing... GameCube and just sell damage on repeat. Like either playing the story and like trying to get through like level one, two, and three of each world, or like just seeing who is better at sell damage. And the only reason I bought it was nostalgia. And I think nostalgia is what makes Nintendo is doing right with nostalgia, where Disney is fucking it up. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. It's like the, the that's a game that I didn't know that I wanted on on Switch. Until it was available to you. Until it was available. Like, I didn't even think about it. But it's like, it's one of those things like, oh my god, I remember this. I remember getting together with my buddy after work. And we would literally, we'd go to his place. And we would just drink and play Deadly Premonition. And laugh our asses off because it's so bad. But it was so good. In such a bad way. Like, the the controls are clunky. But it's one of those things that you just kind of deal with because, like, you want to see what happens next. That was like True Crime Streets of L.A. It was like yes. the 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 for kids who weren't allowed to play Grand Theft Auto, you got to be the cop instead. <laughs> and that was the only reason I got to play it when I was younger. Yeah, so I'm excited for that, except uh, I'm not buying it until it goes on sale. Yeah. And Anton, <laughs> they because I know them. that... Well, and also because I know how the game was originally like i can only imagine that it's like pretty much a direct port so what is it like 25 bucks something like that i didn't see a price for it i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up right now um well you're like yeah go ahead i have my switch here um i know that it's probably not worth the the full price that they'd be charging it for 
let's see, it's available to purchase. Uh, Deadly Premonition, forty dollars. Yeah, it'll, not worth it'll, it. It'll be twenty dollars after they realize it doesn't sell very well. Like, or, or it, it's going it, to sell really well. It does look better than. Well, it it actually looks almost exactly the same as on the PS3. Hey, can you do me a favor while you're on your Switch? Because th- this was the mind-blowing discovery for me last week. Look up Friday the 13th and tell me oh. what the price is right now in oh the eShop. Let's see. Now, keep in mind that when we are like when myself, Ty, all them bought it on Xbox, we paid twenty nine ninety nine for the game. Yeah, but that was early access, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Yes, and now it's only thirty nine ninety nine. Or forty nine ninety nine, depending this is on the medium. Such a weird price. Is it? Is it still above sixty? Fifty dollars and thirty nine cents. Yeah. So is it? So what's the price cut on it? Because it was sitting. No, at, that's that's the regular price. Oh, it was sitting at sixty nine ninety nine at, at launch, and for the content you would get, <laughs> it's not worth thirty dollars. <laughs> you play literally and, three maps. And I guarantee that these these screenshots are not from the switch version except for maybe this one it looks like crap. not only that that is a game that is dependent dependent on group chat i know because you're supposed to be able to communicate with the rest of the campers in order to stay away from jason yeah or you're just me and you scream into the microphone yeah um next up <laughs> from the nintendo direct was uh Legend of zelda Link's awakening I thought it was kind of cool that you can collect dungeons and build your own dungeons, but mm-hmm. also weird that they're allowing. Like, I think I saw in the clip Kirby swallow up Link at one point, so there was a little bit of weird stuff going on there with some shenaniganery. Not bad, though. I think... See, that's the thing. It's like, I've played Link's Awakening, I beat it. The game does look great, but I don't... Like, that's one that I'm not sure if I'm going to... Uh, I'm, pick up right away. I'm curious of what its price is going to retail at. I think I think it's 79.99. I think Nintendo has to come up with a, a rule. If you're re-releasing a game, you can't charge us full price twice. Even if it if it's like a full remaster or full remake like Link's Awakening. Yeah, you can't you can't you're not allowed to charge us twice. That should be the rule. Link's Awakening 79.99 with bonus yeah. content. With bonus content. I'm just looking at EB's website. It's the okay, quickest way here's, to find Okay, here's Lego, Jura- Lego Jurassic World. It's coming out on uh That wasn't even on, on the, the Switch. Switch. I know, but Lego Jurassic World, I'm just <laughs> seeing this in the Switch. Uh, comes out on the 17th. How much do you think it is? Lego Jurassic World. Lego games typically start 10 to $20 cheaper than other games. Sixty nine ninety nine. Uh forty nine ninety nine. Wow. Now this is a game that came out multitudes of years ago. Yeah, the first Chris Pratt movie. Yeah. I would say that game is totally worth it at like thirty bucks, but not not fifty. I wonder if the Harry Potter collection is gonna come out for the Switch. Cause that was phenomenal. I'm pretty sure it did already. I don't I don't recall seeing it. Like the I'm still pissed off about this because I bought it for the Wii U. The only game I ever bought for the Wii U digitally was the Lego movie game. And it's not transferable to Switch digitally. Well, because Lego movie isn't on I know. Switch. It just pisses me off. Because the Lego movie video game is, I'd say, top three Lego games. If you include all the Star Wars at number one and all the Harry Potters at number two. 
Ugh. So look at this. Okay, Lego Marvel Superheroes 2, 40 bucks. Lego Worlds, 30 bucks. Ooh, Lego, Lego Worlds S- went down in price. That's kind of cool. Lego City Undercover, 40 bucks. Lego game. Movie 2, 50 bucks. Terror. Lego DC Supervillains, Supervillains, 70. Is Lego it? The Incredibles, Sorry, go back. 70. The Supervillains one, is that the, the number two, the one with Conan O'Brien as a playable character? Uh, let me take a look. The supervillains one was the one where you could be like Clayface and the Joker, yeah, and Conan O'Brien, I believe, is one of the I, characters. I, I guess. Yeah. Um. What else? Jurassic World, fifty bucks. And just, so they're all around fifty or sixty bucks. But guess what? Lego Harry Potter collection, sixty bucks. I'd pay it. I'd pay it in a heartbeat. Why? It was a good game, and you get all six games, or is it seven? Seven. Years one to four and five to seven. You know what's you know what would be worth the sixty bucks? Star Wars. The Star Wars one. The Star- six six games or does that include um well I don't know if that'll include um The Force Awakens. No, uh, the it was only one through six. Um actually maybe No, I think it's only one through six. I'm still waiting for because I'm pretty sure that one's still not backwards compatible if you have the digital copy for 360 so i'm still waiting for that one to to load up in the xbox realm so i can just pull it over like which few, one uh the star wars lego star wars yeah I the do complete it. saga yeah i have it for 360 yeah. but i don't have it on xbox one because i've been is. able to so i can redownload it now oh yeah 100 oh damn you could have like long long time oh ago. i might have harry potter on that one too damn um wow. sorry there's like two more games I want to go over. Maybe three. Three. Um, Doom 64 got me all tingly. In the pants. His little demon was ready to come out. No, so the big thing that it told me is we're not that far away from 64 on Switch. To, to an extent, right? Because we don't know how this how is going to handle or play. We yeah, understand, and, and we don't know if it's like actual the actual N sixty four one, or if Bethesda has kind of re-engineered the game to look like the N sixty four one. But it's it's not. You know what I mean? It is one of those ones where we have to be wary. I understand, but if this is in fact a true port, we're so close. I don't think we're going to get the 64 Classic. I just don't think Nintendo's going to do it until they're running out of money. They have no need to right now. The Switch is printing cash faster than you could say. I, I wonder if they kind of like worked with Bethesda, Bethesda on this one to kind of be like, okay, you know what? Like you guys can work on bringing this, the N64, Doom 64 to the Switch. And we're just going to watch how that goes before we jump on bringing the n64 collection to the switch because there's a few games i mean one of my favorite games of all time donkey kong 64 i'm waiting for just dying to but like there's big games that you could still play from the 64 that like people are like can't wait for like star fox 64 i'd still like a star fox from the gamecube to to make its way to the switch i loved that game star fox adventures yeah, if if only there was some sort of analog controller joystick for the Switch. There, they could make one. I mean, look at—they just re-released the Super Nintendo controller again. Like yeah, I, I have a Super Pad that's wireless for the um, 
the Super Nintendo Classic, and I've used it once to play Contra. Like, I mean, they can they can remake any of their stuff. They have all the patents and all the molds. It's just, do they want to? Is the 64 going to cost them more money to re-release than it costs them to make the Super Nintendo? And at what point is the, pri- the fixed price? Because the whole goal is to keep the re-releases below $150, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. The 64 is easily going to yield 100 to 130 I would say. And people so, will pay it in a heartbeat for 20 Ninten- games. That's not that'll be cracked and hacked in no time. Yeah. Nin- Nintendo could easily just uh, create the console and then have like Hori, you know, give them the 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 uh, whatever. Let the community take it over. They took well, over the last two. No, like Hori makes all like the accessories. So it'd be like, okay, look, you know, what, you guys have the infrastructure and the money to make these accessories okay we'll give you the official license to make the accessories and they will be officially bundled with the uh n64 mini or you know it's like okay you guys can make the official uh n64 controller for the switch right so there therefore you kind of put all of the um R&D out of Nintendo's hands and all of the manufacturing costs out of Nintendo directly and it's put onto this third party so then they get a cut and Nintendo will get a cut from licensing and then the the fans, the gamers get their N64 controller you're, you're not wrong um, it's just, it's Doom 64 has to do well it has to be a port and it has to do well because then we're going to see like Pokemon Snap Pokemon Stadium. You know those titles are, like, they're dying to be put out. Star Fox 64. Mario 64. You could start seeing some of the good Super Mario parties. Yep. We could be seeing Donkey Kong 64. Banjo-Kazooie. Speaking of Banjo-Kazooie, Microsoft, amazing response to Banjo-Kazooie being put into Smash Brothers yesterday. They're like, hey, you could try the first game on Xbox Game Pass. Suckers. (laughs) Suckers. <laughs> amazing. Amazing response because they they know that they have the game right now. They have the license because Microsoft has the rare licenses for Banjo-Kazooie and it's playable on Xbox One. I just, I pray and hope that it does well. I just need Doom 64 to do well because then we're going to see other 64 content hopefully within a year and maybe that's what maybe this is like testing the waters yeah i i have a, a good feeling that it is like and they might even be saying uh paper mario 64 yeah we we might even like like i said nintendo might just be seeing how bethesda does this yeah if they, if if they can like, do it at a, a cheap enough cost right? yeah yeah i just found um xbox september 4th they retweeted Nintendo of America. Good news, fighters. Banjo-Kazooie will be arriving to Super Smash Bros. today. And Xbox tweeted, we know who we're rooting for. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, like, and it's free to play if you have Game Pass. So you're good to go, I believe. Uh, yes, I think I, I think Rare Replay is still on Game Pass. Um, I, I'm going to hold off on Pokemon Sword and Shield until our podcast next week because... I, I, there's a lot to digest from that, so we're gonna we're gonna hold on to yeah. a, a Pokemon centric episode. Um, but like in a nutshell, I think we should just say uh, they've added a whole new, 
the the curry decks. Yeah. What were they thinking? Like, what goes well with Pokemon? Hey, hey, Bill, what are you eating for lunch today? It smells delicious. And he's like, oh, I'm just having some curry my wife made for me. <laughs> I'm like, curry. oh, great, let's put that in the game. And that's how history was made. Now you can catch uh, 200 or, what, 591 Pokemon and make 251 different types of curry with Pokemon bits in it? Do you remember, I think <laughs> it, it might have been black and white where you they introduced the the mechanic of making your own berries uh, oh yeah like um i just remember seeing that in a trailer i was like fuck that <laughs> i don't want no. i just want to go catch pokemon and fight pokemon yeah i don't want to catch berries and make- it's so detailed now like you have to like have you have to like pet your pokemon super certain number of times at the right day and then you have to use fight them fight with them like a certain number of times on the thursday of march 2nd at like 3 p.m and then if they like you they might drop an egg and then you have to incubate the egg but then also pet your pokemon 19 times and then if you're lucky the egg will hatch into a shiny vert like it's just super weird apparently there's going to be a q a or or something soon explaining how breeding is going to work in sword and shield which could be interesting because, like, that was one thing I, I love doing. In, I really like, hope X that they have same-sex relationships in the game. It, it, it could happen. Who knows? Actually, yeah. I think you could... Well, that's why you have dittos, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, I think that's been there for a long time. <laughs> so, um, quickly, we have three more games to hit, and then... Three? Or five. I don't know. There was, like... Xenoblade Chronicles... They're remaking it yeah. from the Wii, from the original Wii to the should, Switch. Should it we looks just, great. Should we just talk about all the remakes first? You got Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection. You've oh, got yeah, that the, looks cool. The Witcher yeah, Three just, looked like garbage. Like well, it actually yeah. looked like garbage. But I think that's that's more of a like that's more of just a an amazing feat that they got that game but, and all of that content on the Switch. And I believe, I I'm pretty sure it's all in the cartridge. Now that's impressive. But I, I could be mistaken. I remember hearing that it was on all the cartridge, but that was like um, early talks about it. But I'm not sure if they've changed up. But still, it's not the fact that it looks terrible. And people are saying, like, you know what? Like, I get it. It looks awful. If I want to play it and have it look good, I'm going to play it on my Xbox, PS4, or PC. But I can't take those with me out. And they're buying it for the handheld. Could you really see somebody playing The Witcher on, like, a six-hour flight? With your, your your switch dying, like that's 100%. gonna be a, that's gonna be a taxing game. One hundred percent. I know. With most flights nowadays having like outlets or you know people having battery packs for their switch, yeah. Okay, if we're talking like Fallout remakes that should just come to the switch, Skyrim has already made it over, so Fallout Three should make it over anytime soon. And that'd be Fallout Fallout New Vegas. I could see that. You know, they should release like a Fallout Three slash Fallout New Vegas collection. Oh, oh, take my money. Absolutely, like not even yeah. Fallout Four, but New Vegas was wasn't really done by Bethesda. They just really like ob- oh, 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 Obsidian. Obsidi- Obsidian. David's favorite game, Tetris Ninety Nine, is getting oh. a re-release, and well, it's not only, a re-release. It's only exclusive to people who have won the online battle before, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, so that's like the the Tetris in in Viticus mode. Uh, so you have to have come in first place in regular Tetris Ninety Nine, which um, the most I've ever gotten is second place. 
but you know I like uh, this could be good for the community in general because now all of these people that have won Tetris 99 can play uh, if they like the challenge they can play in this you know elite game mode that only other people that have won can play so it might actually make it easier for people to play the regular mode to get into that first player spot this is fair um, I think it's great that they're still supporting the game you know like it's 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 tough for and it's a completely free to play game like they have the big block DLC and I think it was like 12 bucks or something like that uh, and that added like an offline mode against CPU and a marathon mode but that was at the time the only money that Nintendo was making from Tetris 99 right like you don't have to spend any money other than having a Nintendo online account but now that they've and and I I guess like it's it's hard for games that aren't making money for the developers to keep keep supporting them so they've if I guess if they don't have the player base there's really no point in them working on it but this game has shown that Nintendo is supporting this like and long term supporting it they've had multiple like tournaments on the weekends to either get uh, limited uh, themes right or they're giving out gold coins and now that they've added new badges which kind of like work as like an achievement system because you have to like do certain things to unlock certain badges or like player icons they've added different modes they added a two-player mode which is sweet i really like that but i thought it was weird that they released a physical version of the game yeah a little bit because but now it's, it's to a free like, game it's to let people but you you require online to play so it's, it's a free game yeah it's a free game but you're re- required to purchase a nintendo switch so is the game for free like I didn't see a price, or I I don't know if they've released a price for the physical version of Tetris 99, but are they releasing it for the same price as a Nintendo Switch Online account? Because then they are definitely losing money that way, right? Because there's the cost associated with manufacturing the cartridge uh, and all of that stuff, the case and everything. I, I just think it's silly, unless it's like one of those things that it's just a case like how Nintendo's doing and actually other companies are doing it where you buy a game and it's like no game cartridge included just a download code yeah well, I don't know I, th- I thought that was weird no the one thing I actually was pleasantly surprised with was the content that they were showing off with Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 um if you've played Super Mario Odyssey, the one thing that you got to enjoy was when you went into 2D mode um, to run around some parts of the world. And Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games is going in... Uh, some of the events that you can play are in 2D nostalgic mode. And I think that's really, really freaking cool. Yeah, like they... Um, they're, they're, they did they're, a good job with adding a feature to the game. Yeah, like the mini games looked phenomenal. I had to I rewatched it twice because I was like, okay, there's going to be like the typical like the racing, the swimming. They added I think they said something like 25 sports are in the game or something. Yeah, something like that. Including and, and, soccer and rugby. And it's cool that like every sports game in ever 
you know, the next one that comes out, it's like the same thing. They might increase the graphics a bit. They might change the controls a bit, add a few different modes. But this is like a completely new addition. That as I wait for my NBA Two K yeah. to download, as if you if you've played like the last Sonic versus Mario at the Olympic Games, like okay, it's <laughs> it's nothing. Like it's the same game, but now it's like okay, you know what, like. I have that one already, but I want to play this one because it, they've added this whole new thing that, you know what, like, that almost justifies well, buying the next one. I think all the two-bit stuff is supposed to take place in Tokyo 1964. Yeah, it's like the 1960-whatever Olympics in Tokyo, which is cool. Like, it's kind of like a throwback to, you know, if what was the NES game? The Olympics on NES. Um... I know what you're talking about. I just I can't remember the name. Right, but it's like those it's it's a throwback to that stuff. And oh my god, are they playing off the nostalgia factor? Didn't even think about that. Yeah. Probably, but still it works because it looks cool. I think a lot of I think again, Super Mario Odyssey, they tried something and it worked. Is and- there a story is there a story mode in uh Mario versus Sonic at the Olympic Games. I, there I is, yes. That there was. Yeah, yeah. they, so they like- mentioned it. There's mini games, story mode, cooperative mode, and something else. There you go. Online like adding, support. Adding all this stuff. Hopefully the story mode is a little better than the uh, Mario Tennis Aces story mode. Mario Tennis, I played the trial uh, while it was free for the free-to-play week. Um, I think it was like in conjunction with like the Rogers Cup or something that was happening in Canada. It was just – it was a promotional thing. Nintendo yeah. was there. It was free for a week, and it – I I played it once co-op and once on my own. I was like, this is boring. <laughs> it's not nearly as good as the old yeah. ones. I got it. I got it when it came out. Like it, it's fun for, but I got it because I love the story mode of like the Mario Tennis on Game Game Boy, and I was expecting some sort of story mode like that, but it really wasn't. Spe- disappointing. Speaking of story mode, I never want to rush time. But March 2020 cannot come fast enough for Animal Crossing New Horizons. You and your friend Tom Nook are going to send you on a new vacation on a deserted island where they give you a tent. A deserted island that's not really deserted. Where you have to continually make money for this island and Tom Nook just keeps asking for your bells. Um, I saw a really funny video of what's exactly wrong with Animal Crossing and this guy just gets more and more angry at Tom Nook and nothing else. Um... I'm really excited for it. I haven't played a really good Animal Crossing game in a long, long time, and it's really. Did you not play the one on? Uh, did you not play New Leaf? No, I did. I didn't get it for the 3DS. All I had oh, a 3DS no, for it was I, Pokemon. Oh yeah, New Leaf was great. So it's funny because uh, we were watching, and um, Angela just sat down beside me, and she's like, "What are you watching?" I was like, "Oh, the new Nintendo Direct and Animal Crossing." She's like, oh, "Are they going to show Animal Crossing?" I'm like, "Yeah." And so we watch it, and the, she's like, oh, this looks so good. And I'm like, you're going to have to get a Switch now, aren't you? And she's like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, you're not playing mine. Like, we're going to – we'll play online together, but – Yeah, because you can play up to four people on each island, which is really yeah. cool. So you and I it's can like, visit each other's islands and stuff. Yeah. you No, you can have up to eight people online, but four people can play on one console at the same time. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, but it's just like, okay, this is a game where, you know, uh, you're going to want to put in a lot of time, so I I don't want to have to share my Nintendo Switch with 
the girlfriend. I, I wonder if they're going to up the tolerance for how long you can not play the game before people move out. That's why I stopped playing New Leaf. I, I stopped playing for like two months because, you know, real life. And then I, I go back and my favorite character, Hank, left. And I'm like, there's no point in living anymore. Yeah, Hank, Hank, Hank's gone. He's, and, and I guess there's a way that you can get them back. Like if you have like their uh, amiibo card. But I don't have Hank's amiibo card. And I don't want to go into that because my, my town's a ghost town now. I'm just waiting for New Horizon. It, but that's a game that you have to essentially buy digital. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be the way I'm leaning towards for it as well. Um, Crystal was watching it, and she was just like, so it's it's like The Sims? I'm like, yeah. It's like, okay, so can we get it? I was like, sure. So now all she uses the Switch for is if we play something together, Animal Crossing when it comes out, and Pokemon. You know you're going to have to get... like. Once Animal Crossing comes out, if she starts playing that, you're never going to be able to use your Switch, right? See, it's still winter for me. So, the like, you know me. Like, well, you know me really well. Our, <laughs> our, our, our listeners, may maybe not as much. But once I can start going outside and camp and cottage and, like, play sports outside, I barely touch my consoles unless it's dark outside or it's, like raining like there's a good span between may and september where i don't play a lot of games like i jump on every once in a while if i'm like super super bored but i would rather spend all my time outside or i would rather do things that don't involve me sitting in front of a television like two feet away so a march release date means i'm going to play animal crossing for about three months and then i'm going to forget about it until september which means my poor little town might die yeah, you might not, might as well not get it until September. Who knows? Maybe I'll just Why want to restart Why would you do it. that to yourself? No, or you could be like all the people in the Nintendo commercials having fun, hanging out outside in the sun. Playing NBA one of their, 2K. <laughs> while one of their friends is like skateboarding near them, and then all the rest of them are laughing and have a good time playing their Nintendo Switch Yeah. for two hours until the battery dies. I, I think this will be like Animal Crossing for me is going to be the battery killer. Because I you know, know I, I could like turn on a movie that we've seen before and play Animal Crossing for two hours and not realize I've played Animal Crossing yeah. for two hours. Like, oh, just got to chop down another tree. Oh, got to till this field. Oh, got to go fishing. Got to learn how to cook fish and make sushi, yeah. apparently. Yeah. N- not curry. No, because curry is for Pokemon. I was actually thinking during the uh, Nintendo Direct, if Nintendo were to release a... I like uh, a pro console. They should release one that has uh, an LTE or even 5G uh, radio in it. Yeah, but then you're selling SIM cards to that. No, no, no. So, so people could buy if they want a data plan for their Switch, right? Like you can get one for a tablet. But what is the one thing that's missing? Like they they all talk about like oh, all these online games, and that you could take anywhere, but you can't connect them to anything. But you can't play anything online, right? Like unless you tether to your phone or anything like that. And how many people do you know that has a switch? Quite a few. Like that you hang out with on a regular basis. Um, still a few. Yeah. Okay, so, but like, I don't really know anyone that I like. I know. I know people with switches, but nobody that like lives near me. And if we're getting together, 
to go out. Like we're not going to be bringing our Switch along to sit outside in the park and play Mario Kart, right? Where's the weirdest place you've seen somebody pull out a Switch? Uh, the movie theater. <laughs> That's not that weird, though. I know, but like, it's like you're okay. You're there to watch a movie, but you're playing your Switch. Like, so I can I, don't know, I can top people, it pretty easily. Probably Game Four, Raptors, Cavaliers. Somebody oh was, yeah, I remember you. Somebody you sitting in the stand playing Switch. Uh, my buddy Josh and I were just sitting there, like, "The fuck are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. There's a basketball game. <laughs> but like, there's been so many times that you know I'm on a commute, like I'm on the bus. It's like, okay, I have like half hour 45 minutes to to kill and you know what i would love to be able to play tetris 99 or play a few online matches of mario kart or whatever right uh and i have to tether it to my phone which then is just like even more cumbersome and i don't know i, th- I think like inducing. If, well it, it doesn't take that much data actually like, online um but it's like can you imagine like oh you know what i'm i have a uh, an hour-long commute somewhere, and I want to play Smash Bros. online. Bam, I can. I don't have to worry about it. I don't know. I think that was, that's something that a pro handheld console... You might see something like that after um, the CRTC in Canada kind of adjusts how data is going to be obtained um, for people. Like I, I know In the that United the, States, there's like a lot of people have unlimited bandwidth on their phones but and it's super cheap but it's also it's super cheap because the infrastructure is just not there the infrastructure is far better in canada because it's a higher speed and a higher like quality if you've ever been in the states with your phone a lot of like you're not maxing out like the lte network here is far superior to the 4g network they have in the united states which is i mean a weird flex for canada considering we charge double for data but you're getting quality speed. Like iPhones are designed to pull in speeds above 600 if they really wanted to. And most area networks can only pull in, if you're lucky, 128 to, to 224 megabytes down. Yeah, but you don't need, like for online, like you could like easily play on a, you know, five megabit connection. That's like, so- right, that's the thing. You, you don't need the data. You don't need the data speed. It's it's just a, you need a, a a constant. But you also need that upload speed to match your download speed because if you're playing like um, the one thing that was suggested to me, especially with the Switch, is play it on your your um, your dedicated your 5G um, like off your modem opposed to your regular, especially if you're not leaving the room the Switch is in, um, because you'll get a better performance on the console. Um, Whereas, like, a lot of your, like, like I wire in my console. Yeah, mine is too. Because, like, rubber banding ain't no thing, right? I'd rather it be somebody else's fault if I'm wired in. That's not my fault when I'm playing Rainbow Six. Um, but when you look at something like the Switch, you can't, you can't wire it in. It's impossible. Because if you move... Well, yeah, unless you're docked. Yeah. And you have a... But then you're a, relying... A but. But unless you're docked, you're still re- like then you're playing on the television only. But if you're playing like on the couch and you're just playing while the TV's running something else, you want the fastest available inter- internet possible. And I've noticed the difference between the 5G and the dedicated 2.4 gigahertz that come off like a, a, a standard modem. 
Like oh, yeah, you 100%. definitely see a lag even in a game like Fortnite, which is why Fortnite's so frustrating on the Switch. Like I feel like I'm gonna break my Switch when I play. I'm not gonna. But lie. but you know you can play your Switch, like it has a five gigahertz. Yeah, Wi-Fi connection. I'm right? I'm connected to the five, but I tried it. I just I I disconnected oh, okay. from the five and I switched gotcha. to the to the standard, and that was the biggest difference I saw. Yeah. I, like, see, I was just thinking, though, like, watching the Direct, like, the, Nintendo is really kind of pushing, like, they, they always make a point to uh, to note, this game's coming out, and you can play online, but you can only play online if you're at home, or if you're in a coffee shop, or somewhere with Wi-Fi, right? Like, and, and I just think, like, if they were to release another console in the same Switch family, they would have to do something that so they have the regular system they release the light they need to release the, the only other really option for them to go is to be a more powerful system but what can they do to kind of differentiate that from the other two well add another feature now it's like okay if you get a separate data plan or a sim card what data connection for your switch you can play online anywhere you want and i think that's like the next the, like the next logical but what company step. in canada is going to offer you that in the united states about? so in canada uh, i may know this from professional experience but every single carrier offers data plans that are three gigs for ta- yeah. like tablet only plans so yeah. what are you going to do how are you going to max out a three gig plan on your switch because your, your switch can't make phone calls so there's no point in putting it on like a, a high-end plan that's just stupid so you, yeah but you're so gonna spend the, the switch twenty dollars could... a month for three gigs of data well it's because we're super we get super gouged here for for data for our phone plans in general but i'm just saying it it, it wouldn't necessarily it wouldn't just be um it wouldn't just be Canada, right? It, it'd be North America. It'd be the rest of the world. But well, then there's your limitation in Canada. Like, so what's going to be available to a ton of people in the United States or Europe or like Australia? It's super cheap as well. You're not going to have that same opportunity in Canada. Three gigs you're going to chew through in a heartbeat. Well, I went on vacation and I got to use my Switch for two days. Well, like I said, like. I, I've tethered to my phone before, and I've played, you know, like a dozen games of Mario Kart Online and a few other stuff. And it the the data usage isn't that much. Like it's even if the Switch were to say um, prevent downloads of updates and downloads from the eShop to if they if they were to limit that only to Wi-Fi, so your your mobile connection would only be for playing games online because it's not like you're transferring the whole game you're just transferring information of where your character is in relation to everyone else right like it's totally doable yeah it's just i don't think we're there i i uh we're not there because the this is a whole other topic but we're not there not on a technological standpoint oh you're you're right Can- totally capable canada is to- more there technologically but the limitations make it worse but the limitations are also there to not have what you're seeing in the states where they're contemplating restricting what your internet can do at 
uh, what was that whole thing called? Net neutrality. Oh yeah. Like so, at least but that's we're, that's we're a paying, whole different thing. We're right? paying more money for freedom, in a weird way. <laughs> well, we're, they all everyone knows what we're doing online, anyways. So, yeah. um, just just <laughs> quickly before we wrap this up, because uh, um, we are not gonna, re- we probably won't record again before these two titles drop or three titles, depending on your interest levels. Um, we have NBA 2K20 dropping at midnight. Man. Shortly after this show, Monster Hunter World Dude. Iceborne dropped today. Oh, and, yeah, that's a big deal. And Gears 5, if you're already on the um, the Xbox, like the thing you're on, um, Gears 5 has been available for like three days, but it drops on the 10th. It, um, it released in New Zealand. There's uh, part already, of me that... Or like the demo. It looks amazing. I mean, I didn't even, I haven't played through three or four yet, so I got a ways to go. Uh, but I'm slowly chugging along my free cards. Um, so um, earlier today, uh, Xbox, uh, what was it? New Zealand? Yeah. Xbox ANZ, New Zealand. Their official Twitter account posted a, uh, a picture and it's like, we have something. Very interesting. Xbox Live statistics reports today, and it says Xbox Live population on 5th September 2019, and it's like a pie chart. Oh, the whole... Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And it's like one, like, one thirty-second of the pie is other, and then the rest is New Zealand. It's because everyone's changing their region to New Zealand because there's a... There's, like, Gears 5 is released there as of today, and if you have Game Pass Ultimate you get access to it right so it's funny that that like they're not banning people from doing it no but apparently kind of embracing it apparently the xbox lot or the xbox testers had access in north america as of the third yes but as we have known about uh these kinds of things with our experience generally if you get stuff like that you can't say anything about it until after it's released have you not downloaded it yet no i've been in school oh but you've had <laughs> i know you have access to it i just don't know oh, yeah 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 i have access to it but i have not i've not done anything with it i mean you only get to play i think it's the first two levels something like that yeah that's where we're at right now. Next week, we do have a huge, huge show coming up with Borderlands 3 news, NHL news, uh, <laughs> that Lego Jurassic World. Um, we got lots of stuff coming for you guys next week, so we're hopeful that you are, you stick around until then. And for the remaining of Season 2 of Scene on Screen. You got are we at Season 2 already? I believe Scene that, on Screen that... started last September. Something like that. Wow. We're, Yay! We're a year old. Actually, I believe it. I believe it actually is October, but we're just we're winding in. Yeah, whatever. Summer's over. Hey. It still counts. Summer's over. Summer's over when my vacation ends. Legitimately. <laughs> Summer's over when pumpkin spice starts being sold everywhere. Yeah, I mean it's already Halloween in some stores, and I'm pretty sure if you blink, Christmas will be around the corner. Yep. And then Valentine's Day. Ugh. That Valentine's Day is a time to get video games. I think. I think so, yeah. Either way, I'm Sean. (laughs) This is David. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week.